0: going back to what i uh... started off with this morning the, you know the notion that uh, of missionary that not all of us in fact very few of us will ever go into the missions but each and every one of us is called to the mission the mission of the church the life of the church in the world and you know our involvement in that and one form, fashion, or another, uh, makes it work or not. And I'd like to focus a little bit about on an individual whose feast day we celebrated this past Friday, St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. And um, she was born in France in 1647, and she lived in France in a period when the faith of the people had been badly shaken. And... I think we sort of find ourselves in similar times these days. Uh, Protestantism in France was very much on the rise. Uh, There was a rebellion against the church. There was a a neglect of the church's teachings in the people's lives themselves. And Margaret felt called to uh, a close relationship with Jesus, and and she enters the order of the Visitation Sisters. While she's in the convent, she begins having mystical experiences of the presence and the the person of Jesus himself. And there's one vision that she has that's called the the Great Vision. And this happens during the octave of Corpus Christi in 1675, so May or, or June of that year. And Jesus appears to Sister Margaret Mary. And he says to her, Behold. The Heart that so loved men instead of gratitude, I receive from the greater part of mankind only ingratitude, and so Sister Margaret Mary embraces then a devotion to the Sacred Heart. I would imagine I would hope that everyone here is aware of what that devotion is about and It eventually spreads throughout the world. Uh, The French get very immersed in it. Uh, If you go to Paris, that big church up on the hill, sacre Corps, is uh, the church dedicated to the Sacred Heart. And uh, you know, it's a a teaching and a a practice that has grown through the ages. And in recent years, of course, kind of fallen by the wayside, but seems to be coming back. But again, this focus on the heart of Jesus. Well, today 's Gospel about whether or not it was right to pay taxes to the Emperor in Rome, I think could perhaps be best viewed in the context of jesus 's words to uh, Saint Margaret Mary. And the context of the question that is posed today to Jesus is both political as well as religious, and politically. The tax in question was an annual tax on the harvest and the, the personal property, and then that money was used to pay for the occupation by the Romans of that particular part of the world. Now, how would you like to be paying for the occupation of our country, you know, that would not sit well. And certainly most people were very poor, and the tax is a burden. And there's a great deal of resentment. And religiously, you know, I, I, there's no doubt about the fact that our first commandment comes into play here. And it's very clear. You know, we are to have no gods before our God. And, and that means nothing. No other person, no object, no false god should be ranked above our God. So the problem then with the coin was the image that accompanied this inscription. On the coin was written, Tiberius Caesar, August and divine son of Augustus, high priest. So the coin itself is offensive to the Jews. Yet it was the only coin that the Romans would accept in payment of the tax. So the Romans are just kind of pushing this whole matter into the face of these people because of the claim of divinity by the emperor, these many Jews considered even the possession of one of these coins to be an act of sacrilege. So, we hear here in the gospel that Jesus did not possess the coin, but ironically those other Jews who were trying to trap him, they did. And the word that we hear in our gospel, repay, means to give what is due by obligation. Now, Jesus does not dispute the fact that the tax had to be paid. The Romans were, despite the fact that they were occupying the country, they were protecting the people. They, you know, I, I remember a scene from a Monty Python film called The Life of Brian, don't go watch it, it's not... in which, you know, what did the Romans give us? Sewers, roads, peace, you know, all these good things, but the Jews were still not satisfied with that. So you know here Jesus is saying that yeah this is a necessary thing but what he did though, along with this was to ask what are we obliged to render to give to repay to God so he changed the question from being political to being religious you know what should we What should we repay? What should we give back to God in gratitude? In the book of Genesis, we read, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. God created man in his image. In the divine image, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God created us, gives us life in his image. You know, giving us our very being. And there is no life on this earth without God. And for that, thanks is due, repayment of some sort. And the Pharisees and the Herodians, you know, they had a right to be concerned about occupation by Rome, unjust taxes, and oppression. But what Jesus challenged here was their priorities. Their lack of concern about what did belong to God. And and that's important for us to consider as well. You know, our readings for the, the last few weeks, and our readings leading up to the feast of Christ the King in five weeks, they they have a theme in them of judgment running throughout that. But they're not saying that we will be judged but they're giving us a grounds for the fact that we could be judged and so today's lesson is about our fulfilling our obligations toward God you know and in order to know what we owe we first have to understand of course what we've been given and that's everything absolutely everything that we we have from the very breath coming out of us to all that we surround ourselves with, and you know, how do we then repay God? And it's a question that we all deal with all of the time. You know, there, there are two things that changed my life in a very drastic fashion. One was an understanding of mission and going on mission and being in places where, you know, where I came to realize how very much I was needed by God, being used by God to do good things there, and, and you know we continue that as a parish now through our, our twinning with, with Honduras. But the other was coming to an understanding of what it meant to be a steward. Uh, and in my life, no different than anybody's, um, I didn't understand that. I did not understand stewardship as a part of our spirituality, as a part of who we're called to be, and, and the recognition that, that God has given me life and God has given me everything that I am. And so, what do I do with that? How do I repay that? And I would ask you, I, I know that you've all, I hope, by now, received materials in the mail for stewardship. And I know there's a lot there. And I know that you know, we're all stressed out and we all don't have a lot of time to uh, spend with things like this. But I ask you not to just set that aside and forget about it, but to take some time with that and read it. Uh, and there's one special little book in there know, um, as much as I've I can't find it as much as I have studied and looked at stewardship the, I, I came across this and read it and it just it, it really helped to reinforce you know, there's a lot in here about what the scriptures tell us uh, people will say to me, Father, but what you know, how, what, what do you want me to do what are some good hints in here uh, and I, again, I'd ask you to spend time with this as a family as a parish uh, community, we've got lots of stuff going on. Uh, many people involved in so many ministries, but there is still greater need for others to join into those ministries as well. And we're not, um, you know, I can't say we're in financial difficulty, but we're, we're kind of on the edge with that. And uh, more importantly, we're at a place where we can't do the more that's being asked of us. And, um, you know, our children, our young Uh, Need us to be reaching out to them and helping them to understand their faith, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not so sure we do that well here, especially with our teenagers. And it takes money to do it, and I'll be honest with you again, we can't do it where we are right now. So I ask you, please, to consider, um, you know, to look at uh, what God has given you, and uh, what can you do for this community and certainly the church beyond that will help us to do the ministry, the mission that we are all called to be about.